This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Chicken Noodle Scoop. I'm Gabby. And I'm Lexi. And And we're the Fuller Fuller Sisters. Sisters. So this week we have a very exciting guest. We had Gretchen Garrity on the podcast and it was so much fun recording with her. I felt like we all have known each other for a lot longer than we have and she is exactly like she was on the internet. So it was super fun. We talked about all things ranging from college to long-term relationships to long-distance relationships to living with your significant other, getting a puppy, all of that good stuff. We really covered a lot of ground. She is such a positive and uplifting person. So I really think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. But before we get into that... Cue the intro music. Orders up. The scoop is hot and ready to be served. Chicken noodle scoop. So let's jump right into the weekly scoop. Gab, what did you do this week? That's a great question. What did I do this week? <laughs> um, Let's see. I don't, my week, oh, because it was Labor Day weekend, so I just hung out with some friends, laid by the pool, it was honestly beautiful outside, I laid by the pool like every single day this weekend, which was awesome, because I don't know the last time I did that, so that was long overdue, really enjoyed it, although my nose started peeling a little bit yesterday, but I think it stopped, so I got a lot of compliments this week that I've been looking tanner, which is always a good thing, I feel like when you just look tanner, you just feel so much better about yourself, so always a plus. And then other than that, we had the gym was closed Monday. So I only had practice Tuesday, well, coaching Tuesday, Thursday, and then practice Wednesday. So it wasn't too bad of a cheerleading week. So my body feels pretty good, although we have choreography all weekend. So that's pretty much what I'm going to be doing all weekend. Other than that, I don't think there was anything that fun or exciting that happened this week. All right. Well, it got a little chillier here. It definitely feels like fall. It's been cooler in the mornings and nights for sure um I got in a car accident this week (laughs) I was vlogging that day so you can go check that out but basically I was sitting at a red light and the guy behind me just did not stop he told me he thought the light was green even though it was very much red so I wonder if he was on his phone or something and he literally just slammed into the back of me and the worst part about this I am okay my neck's sore but I'll be fine I had a bowl of oatmeal though that I was literally eating at the red light and he hit me and my oatmeal went flying like clumps of hot gooey oatmeal just all over my car and I just got a pumpkin spice latte I was just telling the vlog when I was waiting in the drive-thru at Starbucks when I was stopped that I was gonna have a positive day and a good mindset and then I wham I get rear-ended at the red light so that sucked but <laughs> and you weren't even supposed to go to school that day. Yeah, that was the thing. You weren't supposed like, to have to go. I wasn't and then the supposed night before, to have you to were go. Literally, like yeah. And then they told so us like stressed I was stressed about going. because I had to go and I had to. I wanted to stay home and study, but they like made up this new assisting schedule by last name, and I was the one who was supposed to have to go in. So just not the best. But the rest of the week turned out okay. I had my first patient in my patient family this morning actually, and it was very long appointment but a lot got done and I feel like I learned a lot so that was exciting um I have an exam next week which is not going to be fun 
and that's really it I don't know that's it's about all that's happened this week but it's been a long week for only being five days so far I agree but our weeks were pretty boring there's not much to go into detail there so let's get into the actual fun part of this episode and we think you guys are definitely going to love it so enjoy Okay, so we are back, and this week we have a very exciting guest that a lot of you also follow. We have Gretchen Garrity. So, Gretchen, would you like to just tell everybody, in case they don't know, your little spiel about yourself and what you do? Yeah, so hi, everyone. I'm Gretchen, and these are always so funny, aren't they? You're like, okay, so <laughs> I have a YouTube channel. It's just my name, Gretchen Garrity. That's probably how most people would know me. I've been doing it literally forever for like eight years which is so crazy and then my instagram is just my name again gretchen garrity i have my podcast happy hour which i realized you guys i think i started around the same time as you i started like later last year and so yeah that's like my little passion project my baby so happy hour and yeah i just moved life is good Awesome. Yeah. So if you guys didn't know, Gretchen actually went to school in Boston. You're originally from upstate New York, correct? Mm-hmm. So she went to school in Boston and she's been living there and her and her boyfriend Max and their new dog Brody just moved to Pennsylvania. So she's got a lot of exciting moving vlog content on there for you guys to go catch up on if you have not already. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we're going to start with, we're going to go jump right into it. We're going to talk all about college. I feel like we've have all have very different college experiences and I know it's kind of the perfect time to talk about it everyone's going back to school although everything is also completely different than when we all went back to school I couldn't even imagine going especially like starting college with the way the world is right now but well I want to know like your college experience with like choosing a college choosing a major and we'll just start from the very beginning so yeah how did that work so- I'm guessing you guys wouldn't even know, but it's so funny because I feel like I'm just a completely different person now. I feel like everyone in college, you just grow so much and you look back at like your freshman yourself or yourself applying to colleges and you're like, oh my gosh, who is that person? Like, I don't even know who that is anymore. And so when I was looking at colleges, I was only looking at colleges that had women's lightweight rowing because I actually came to Boston University to be on the women's lightweight rowing team. So immediately that narrowed it down to like, I don't know, eight or nine schools. Like it's not a very common sport and not at most colleges. So that's how I ended up at Boston University. And then after, like I only rode for a year. And so after my freshman year, I was like, okay, well I still like BU, just not rowing at BU. So I ended up staying at BU and like, I just loved it so much. And it worked out so well because I'm such like a city person and I love being in the city, like it was the best four years. I would go back in like a heartbeat. So when you were going through that process, um, did you have a certain major in mind or with lightweight rowing, like that was your main goal at the time when you were picking a school and then the major just kind of followed later? Did you change majors throughout college? All about that. I feel like everyone ends up changing, but actually me and my twin sister, Lucy, went to BU together on the women's lightweight rowing team. And we were we were talking about it yesterday, how we were so tunnel vision, like that's kind of why we were going there. But obviously for our education too, like that's something that we prioritized and was important to us. And I always knew, Lexi, I actually know that you're in dental school. I always knew in my heart, I was like, I'm going to be a dentist or I'm going to be an orthodontist. Like I was just obsessed and I really wanted to go to dental school. And then after my freshman year of being a bio major and taking like all the bio and chem courses I was like wait I hate this like I'm actually not doing this at all and I switched to business 
ended up majoring just in like general business administration and concentrating in marketing. And that's way more my speed. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you because I'm in this program and I'm still wondering <laughs> if it was the right decision, but it is just a lot. Um, Gabby actually went to school for mechanical engineering and is now just doing social media full time. So I mean, like we're kind of using it on the side, but <laughs> so I think it's great that you have a business degree and you're using that still in what you're doing outside of college. I hate when but also are like, oh, like, I know you have a degree in mechanical engineering and they'll be like, oh, you're not even using your degree. But it's so annoying when people say that. I mean, especially with me, like I literally concentrated in marketing, but it's like, yeah, you are like you learned so much in college more than just like your, right. your like life experience and like you're using that in life, even if you're not using like specifically what you learned in your classes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think especially with engineering, you're using like just the critical thinking that you learned and things like that. If you come out with yeah. any sort of project to market it or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And regardless, even if I'm not using it right now, like if social media just disappears tomorrow and everything's gone, like I have an engineering degree, maybe we'll use it then. <laughs> but like just because I'm not using it right now doesn't mean that like my entire four years of college went to waste. Right. Exactly. And I think that that's really important. People always ask, you know, like, how do you pick the right major? And I think my only advice is to just try it out. And if you don't like it, you can always switch. There's so many options and there's so many general classes that you can take in the beginning to sort of get a feel for it that still count for other things. So I don't really think anything in college is ever a waste. I don't know. I feel like I grew the mm -hmm. most from those four years of college than I have in my whole life. Mm -hmm. Did you guys end up switching your majors or no? No. I feel like we're the only two of like everyone I know that has never I think switched our major so I love that you yes did because I was gonna say that that's a very normal thing. I was gonna say for me I think a lot of it was fear like even if I did want to switch I think I was just too stuck in it at that point that don't get me wrong I love the path that I'm on and I am excited to be a dentist but like any moment of doubt I kind of just shot down right away and I was like no no like let's stick it out and see um but I did minor in Spanish which was kind of like a switch I like wanted to do something else besides just my science classes so I tried Spanish out and I ended up liking that but yeah. I haven't talked in Spanish in forever so I don't probably know how to speak it anymore <laughs> yeah no I kept with engineering because I knew it was always something that I wanted to do but I was always like the outlier in all my classes everyone else was like oh my god I love cars or like I want to work for NASA and I'm like I don't want to do any of that like, I knew I enjoyed engineering and, like, a lot of aspects of it, but I felt like I was the only person that never knew, like, exactly what I wanted to do with it. Mm -hmm. So, luckily, social media is working out right now, and I didn't have to go in to, a, like, a direct field right away because I don't think I would have enjoyed that specifically at all. Mm -hmm. So, if you could go back and give yourself three tips for college, they can be on the social aspect, the academic aspect, anything with sports, what would be the three tips that you would give yourself looking back? Oh, man, this is a good question. I know I said I would start again tomorrow, like seriously in a heartbeat. That's always what I tell everyone. Like just know when you start your freshman year, those are like the most special four years or however long it takes you. Like in my mind, it's just such a fun experience in life. Mm -hmm. And obviously I had such a good experience that I would do it all over again if I could. And so what I mean by this is not to say yes to everything, but like more than maybe you're comfortable with, like obviously be safe and everything like that but like say yes to all the opportunities because that like I feel like you're just presented with so much opportunity in college and like so many new experiences and specifically the university I went to was like so culturally diverse like I met people from all over the world and 
it was just the best ever. So I would say yes to all the opportunities. I would, like, I know you're there for learning, <laughs> but also, um, you know what? It reminded me, I was actually listening to an episode you guys were talking about, and you guys were saying how you always had like 4.0s and then you're like, okay, wait, but mental health is also like really important. I'm not trying to like stress myself out and go crazy over here. So it's like, yes, school's important. Yeah, that's why you're there. But also you're going to make lifelong friends and like your bridesmaids and you know what I mean? So it's like, you need to also make time for your social life. Like that's important for your mental health and everything like that. So like, yeah, keep that I agree. And um, I don't know what my third one would be. I guess that's it. I just have two. <laughs> yeah, I think those are great. Um, I agree with mm. the say yes to everything because there's so many times like somebody would be like, oh, do you want to go to this free event at the student union? And then I'd go and it would be one of my favorite memories that I've had in college. So I totally agree with that. Say yes to everything. Get involved with as much as you can and have time for. And then I 100% agree school is not everything. I have made my best best friends from college and I would not have done that had I not, you know, gone out and still had fun while I was there. So mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I would say everyone learned from my mistake. I was in a relationship my entire four years of college. I didn't go to a single football game. I didn't do anything and I regret it now looking back Told on it. Told you you would. I would have used, I know. <laughs> in the moment I didn't want to, so it's fine. It's not like I really regret it. It's just now that I'm out of a relationship and I'm realizing the opportunities that I did miss out, I wish I would have said yes a lot more. You're kind of living... Also, BRB, because my dog just turned on my TV. (laughs) You're kind of living that life right now, though, with, like, going to house parties. You're just doing it a little bit later. Okay, that was literally my year, my past year in Boston post-grad. I was just, like... I'm sure you guys experienced like post-grad blues. I was just like so obsessed with being in college and being around all my college friends that I was like, okay, good thing I'm like moving down the street and I would still go out with like all the college kids. Like I would always be on campus and they'd be like, didn't you graduate? I'd be like, oh, like, don't worry about it. Like it's no big deal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think my problem was, so all of my good friends moved away and started working and then I continued in dental school. So I tried to like continue that same energy. <laughs> dental school was nothing like undergrad and I miss undergrad completely. So that was a big adjustment for me. But yeah, going off of post-grad, I actually have a question for you with that. What do you think is the hardest part adjusting to post-grad? Oh man. I mean, so many things like immediately your social life is so different. And I think that's why people get sad because in college, especially if you're on campus, like I had a point in time where I had like seven roommates and you're around friends all the time. And like, even if you don't live with them, they're like down the hall or like down the street and everyone's just so close. You're always around friends and people your age. And so when you move away or move wherever post-grad, you're just like, wait, I miss that. And like being around people your age all the time, like that's really hard. And then I think for me specifically, and maybe for Gabby too, I don't know how she feels, but like if you are kind of your own boss in a situation like working in social media, like I am, I think it can be really hard being like, okay, wait, but now what? Like I don't have this schedule of classes and friends and like my day is just like empty. Like how am I going to fill it? What is my schedule going to be like? So it's like, Literally, I feel like you just have to find your whole new routine and who you're going to see every day. You know, it's a lot more lonely. It's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm like just because I kind of like let myself just like have a summer, even though I wasn't going back to school. I feel like it didn't hit me until now when everyone's going back and I'm like, what do I do every day? <laughs> so I finally just like figured out my actual like morning routine on how I can like be productive without just like sleeping in and laying in bed and then going right to the couch and getting work done and like trying to still like give myself a set routine which is definitely 
a big adjustment because when I was in college, I would literally wake up, go right to class all day, come home, do homework, go right to the cheer gym. And like, I had such a structured schedule that now that it's so relaxed, it's so different. I know. Don't you miss the structured schedule? Cause you look back and I remember times being like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired or stressed or I don't want to go to class. But then you're past it and you're like, wait, I missed that. Like I had so much like perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though it was stressful, but <laughs> I do miss having structure to my day for sure. <laughs> All right. I Something that we both kind of didn't do, we didn't do the sorority thing. We didn't do, I cheered, but not for college. So I want to get your opinions and like your experiences on, or what you would say to like an incoming freshman of like sororities, being a college athlete and all of that. Yeah. So obviously being a college athlete maybe just wasn't my thing (laughs) since I just made it the first year. And yeah, I just feel like I realized in that year, wait, I've been rowing for six years and I actually don't like it that much anymore. And I don't want to be doing this. And I don't want my whole college experience. Like I don't want this to be taking up all my time. I feel like I'm not branching out. I'm not meeting new people. I don't have the time in my day to focus on, wait, what I actually like my social media and my YouTube and like, I, Yeah, so that just wasn't for me, but I think it just takes a very specific type of person. Like my very best friend that I grew up with also went to be with me, was also on the lightweight team, rode all four years, and she's about to run a marathon like next week. So I feel like it just takes that type of person that you're so committed and you know, like that's what maybe that's what it's like for you for cheering Gabby. Like you just know in your soul that you like have to do it. But I think otherwise you're going to get there and be like, wait, I want to like live my life in college and maybe not be in this sport. So that's what I tell everyone. Like you got to be really, really, really sure that you want to do it. And even me going into it, I was like, yeah, I'm totally sure. But then just during the year, I was like, wait, this like isn't for me. And then being in my sorority was just like the best ever because that's what I felt like I was missing out being on the rowing team. Like, yeah, I had my little circle of like incoming recruiting class in my team that I was friends with, but I was like, I, like I go to school with like 30,000 people here and I haven't met anyone outside of the rowing team. Like I need to branch out and meet new people. So I felt like a sorority was just that. Like I met so many of my closest friends in my sorority and it was just really fun. Like that's what I was missing in college. I feel like I wasn't having enough fun. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's great. And I think for me, I was very similar in that I played softball my whole life. And the thought of not having softball practices was very like shocking at first. But when I thought about it, it, I knew I was going to a D1 school because that's the school I wanted to go to for school reasons. And it would have taken over my life if I tried to play softball while I was doing that. So totally understand what you're saying. And I do think that it's great that you did find your group of people. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people ask, you know, how did you meet people in college? And I think my biggest tip is always just get involved. I don't know if you have any other tips, but just find things that you like to do and you'll find similar people that are just like you that also want to meet people. And I think in college, everybody wants to meet people. I think post-grad, it's a lot harder to make friends. So Mm -hmm. soak it up while you can in college and just go out and not be afraid to just spark up a conversation with someone. I know it definitely is harder post-grad people are like how are you making friends as like an adult I'm like I don't know I'm not that's know. what I told people like I'm literally not <laughs> yeah like I literally talked to my friend that was my friend since like first grade but yeah I mean in college I just feel like especially if you go to such a big school like how I went to BU you need to sort of like narrow that down and like there's obviously a million clubs in like Greek life and sports and whatever it is for you that you can kind of make it a little bit more manageable so you're not just like running up to people on campus like want to be my friend you know <laughs> that's funny and then now here's Lexi in dental school trying to make friends and it's 
dental school is so different than like undergrad because she sees the same people in every single class all day and she's dealing with like middle and high school drama again. yeah like it's even though they're more adults it's i like, went to a very big undergrad so it was like you just saw people in classes of four and five hundred people in my basic science classes and now with dental school i'm surrounded by the same 90 people all day every day and in oh. dental school people are very competitive but you find your people no matter what yeah, yeah you find your people no matter where you are <laughs> so the next thing i kind of want to switch gears a little bit and actually talk about I don't know why my dog is going nuts downstairs and actually talk about you and your sister. So I do know that you have a twin sister, Lucy, and you guys are very close. So how was it growing up being so close to her and now having a long distance sister relationship? Because Gabby and I don't live near each other. And that is something that we found very difficult at first. Yeah. So what are your experiences totally. with that? We were always so close growing up and I feel like especially with like rowing together I feel like having a sport together just made us bond so much like I just think back to times in high school we just never spent a moment apart like we had so many classes together we would like eat together sleep together row together like we were just always together and then I was like okay we're not not going to college together like we have to go to school together and we sort of like thought about the idea of going to different schools and we weren't just limiting it based on like we have to be together but then like we are such different people, but I feel like we have very similar interests. And so like everything that BU had to offer, we both really liked Boston University and just ended up there together. Um, so then while we had very different college experiences and she wasn't in Greek life and rode longer than I did, everything like that, I think just always being together, we we're sort of like our security blanket, especially like being twins. So when she went abroad to Paris and then lived with her boyfriend in Ireland and now we're just like not together, it's definitely different. It's so hard. It's so weird. I'm like, hi, can we like catch up? I feel like I don't even like know what's going on anymore in your life. So it's really sad. Like I miss when we, you know, shared a wall with our bedrooms next to each other, like in childhood. Yeah. Yeah. We always talk about like what's going to happen when we have kids because our whole lives were like, oh, we're going to have kids and they're going to be in the same town and they're going to be best friends. And now it's like, well, what if we don't live in the same geographic They still are. <laughs> You're going to move here. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly, like real life happens and you just never know. So how do you guys stay close? FaceTime, I'm guessing, is like your best friend. She's even farther than we are. So oh, yeah. I couldn't imagine that. Yeah, we FaceTime so much. Like literally yesterday, we were probably on FaceTime for an hour. But I feel like it goes by so quick. I'm like, oh my God, Lucy, we literally just talked for an hour. And we just like talk like nonsense. People will say that we have like our own language. Like my boyfriend is like, you guys are nuts together. We'll just start like silent laughing over like nothing, but like we get it, but like no one else does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you feel like the distance made you guys, I mean, you're twins, so it's different because I feel like you were all, like always close where Lexi was two years older than me. So like she went through that period of being like way too cool for me and I couldn't hang out with her. Yeah. And then I feel like that's when she went off to college and then we got like extremely close, close again. Did you feel like the distance brought you guys closer? Or do you think for a while, because it was the first time you were apart that you kind of like had like a distance from each other? Yeah, I almost feel like in the beginning, especially when she like what was abroad and like moved to Ireland and like literally the time difference is just so different. We just like wouldn't talk for like long periods of time. I'd be like, hello, can you like update me on your life? She's like, yeah, sorry, going to sleep. So that was <laughs> Then I feel like just not like literally living together and being around each other all the time. You just appreciate your relationship so much more and like recognize how close you are and how you're always like turning to them or asking them for something you know like it just makes you appreciate it more and then the times that we are together it's like that much more special so mm -hmm. yeah I agree one thing that we've started 
doing now is watching a show together on Netflix and we'll just FaceTime on our laptops and just press play at the same time. So it's like we're watching a show together and we can talk about it, but it's not in the same room. So that has been something that. that we've definitely done to keep in touch. But kind of on the same realm, but switching over now to your relationship, you also were long distance with your boyfriend Max for a while. So what would you say were some tips for long distance relationships versus now living together? Some things that you've discovered between, you know, differences between the two while developing your relationship and things like that. Interesting. Well, some people get mad at me when I talk about us being long distance or while we were long distance for probably like eight months, people were like, you're not even really long distance because even though you're like a five and a half hour car ride, I would just visit constantly because I kind of in my really like <laughs> schedule. They're like, it's not long distance if you see him like every single week. So I think I recognize how lucky and blessed I am in that situation that I just had the freedom to visit so much. So I think obviously when you're in a long distance relationship, if you can like make the time and actually like plan out times that you know that you can see each other, or even if you both have nine to fives and you're so busy, it's like, okay, putting in the effort to see like, when can we FaceTime every single day at like this time, just so that we know that we can like at least catch up or like be on the same page here. So I think that's really helpful. Like obviously FaceTime is your best friend. So we would always be on FaceTime and like I was lucky enough to visit a lot. And then I think now being together, it's funny because in like living together, I've heard people say that quarantine was sort of like a test run for like moving in together. And that's like totally what it was. Cause even though we're like living together now and it's our first place together, we're like, yeah, but we've like lived together for so long. It feels like, because I ended up, I was like visiting him and his at his mom's house on Cape Cod and then stayed there for like four months. And I was like, Oh, well, wasn't expecting that happening, you know? So, um, that was kind of nice to have that period of like learning how to be together, but yeah, there's still things when we're like around each other too much. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go like take a walk. Like, <laughs> right now so it's an adjustment but I mean you do it because it's worth it and you love them and it's good (laughs) I love that it's becoming a lot more normal and accepted to like live with your boyfriend before you're married now because we've both done it many times and like I was just living with my ex and everything but I I remember getting a comment once or like a Q&A well I did a QA and a on Instagram this one girl was like I can't believe you're living with your boyfriend and I'm like why would I ever like get married to someone without ever living with them and knowing how they live on a daily basis and how clean they are and how they are like when they get in a bad mood and they can't just like drive to their own house like I feel like it's so important Mm -hmm. and it's something that I feel like is definitely like necessary in a relationship to know that you're ready for that next level. I know I so agree with that I just feel like with us it was like a natural like progression he was like okay go play like my first year of hockey like by myself figure it out like we can be long distance we've only been dating a couple months and then like next season you can just come with me because you can work from anywhere and I was like okay so it just kind of like worked out but yeah it's weird when people comment they're like oh like you like moved in together so soon and it's like everyone's relationship is so different like so different. so it's like why are you even comparing like your situation to mine anyway and they'll say things like oh you got a dog together what happens when you break up i'm like don't freaking comment that on my been there done that i got to keep the dog so she got to keep the dog so it was fine <laughs> that is so funny yeah sean and i moved in together way sooner than i would have liked we were dating probably about six months when we moved in together and it was just because of circumstance i was living with classmates it was not working out 
it was just not a good environment for everybody and his living situation also was very flexible at the time so we both just decided to get a place for not only financial reasons but we felt like we were ready to make that next step but I know for other people you know they could date for five years and not want to live together and I think that that's totally fine it depends on everybody's relationship I mean there's some people look at the bachelor they get engaged and they get married and they've been dating for a couple months so it's completely different um everyone's on a different timeline and I agree there is a lot to be learned with living your living with your significant other (laughs) so how would you say that you keep your long-term relationship alive? A lot of people asked, you know, because Gabby was also in a long-term relationship and a lot of people say, you know, like I've seen it fizzle out so many times or do you still go on dates? How do you make time for each other? Especially now that you are living together. It's not as, you know, you, you don't just sit and set a plan for date night because every night is kind of date night. You live together. So what would you say are some tips that you found or just things in general that you felt help keep your long-term relationship, I guess, that spark alive? That's interesting you say that because I feel like I try to be like cognizant of that a lot. And and I just know from being in like a long relationship in the past and how it can change. And I feel like something we always say is, um, you know, like the honeymoon phase right after you start dating and we'll always be like, okay, we're still in the honeymoon phase. It's okay. Like our thing is like, we're going to be in the honeymoon phase forever. Cause it's like, that's the best time. And you don't want that to like go away. Right. And I think I've just learned the difference between there's such a big difference between spending time physically around one another or like spending quality time together. And that's what I've learned so much. Like we can both sit there on the couch, not saying a word to each other, like scrolling on our phones or like doing whatever. And I'm like, okay, what are we even doing? Like when we're around one another and we need to be like speaking with each other, like listening, like engaging, you know? And so I think that's important in just recognizing like how you're speaking to one another, like little things like that. Um, And just like, in the effort and like being nice (laughs) I think that's huge my love language is quality time and that was a huge thing in my past relationship is that like yeah we live together and he would see it as like we're spending all day together but I'd be like we haven't actually like spent any time together and because my love language is quality time like a lot of people don't understand that if it's not yours so I feel like a huge thing is honestly just understanding each other's love languages and knowing how the other one feels loved and appreciated Mm -hmm. But quality time is huge because a lot of times you think you spend all day with them and then you really think about when you actually sat down and like spent time with them throughout the day and it's probably like five minutes if you didn't actually like put time away for it. I love that you said that about love languages because that's what I was thinking too because we like learned what ours were and and it, it is so helpful and like so interesting to know that about you know, your partner and yourself and you're like, oh wait, this makes sense why I'm acting this way or feeling this way. Mm-hmm. And mine's quality time as well. So I'm like, that's why I always want to be around you. But I don't want you to be playing video games or on your phone. Like I want you to like pay attention to me. And like Yeah. <laughs> and then I think Max's was words of affirmation. And so I'm like, oh, I need to be careful like what I'm saying to you. Like sometimes I'll just I could talk all day long. And so I'll just like say stuff and I'm like, wait, I need to like recognize how that's like affecting you. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. Mm -hmm. important to know yeah I think a lot of arguments and just like any issues in a relationship kind of all boil down to how you feel and receive love and 
Sean's, for example, is physical touch. That is like the lowest on my list. And so it was a big adjustment for me to be like, okay, he wants to hold my hand in the grocery store. I need to not be annoyed and just hold his hand. (laughs) So that is something that we definitely learned. Mine is also quality time. So for him, it was, okay, I don't need to just be sitting here watching TikToks when I'm next to you. Like, let's actually like make dinner together or, you know, play a board game. Just something that we're engaging in conversation and we're not just, like you said, sitting on our phones. I think that that is very very important and I agree with everything that you said mm-hmm. all right before we go to the next topic do you have any other tips or anything that comes to mind of like relationship wise relationship advice or anything that we didn't cover yet oh this is really good I love saying this because I like wholeheartedly believe it and it sounds probably cliche but just like everything that has to do with the idea of you cannot find like your boyfriend or someone to love that's going to love you until you love yourself. Like you can't love until you love yourself. And I so found that. And I feel like I had one like long-term relationship in the past. And I feel like after that breakup, I was just looking every day. I'm like, are you going to be my boyfriend? Are you going to be my boyfriend? And it never worked out with anyone. And I just always was like looking for who my next boyfriend was going to be. And it's because I wasn't like fully okay being single and on my own, like loving myself. Um, And oh yeah, I was saying, cause I just knew like deep down that I wasn't like okay with myself and being single. And then finally, like right before I met Max, I remember being like, wait, I just had the best summer. I like really got into my workout routine. Like I'm going into my senior year of college. I love all my friends. I'm just going to like take this year for me. I just want to spend all the time with my friends before we like move to different cities. I actually like for once in my life, don't even want a boyfriend. Like I just want to like focus on me and live my best life. And then that was August. And then like the beginning of September, I met Max and I'm like, okay, like it's right as you are okay on your own. The right person like comes into your life in the weirdest way, you know? I completely agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think, and the the saying like two halves make a whole, I think it's more two holes are what actually make a successful relationship because again, it sounds cliche, but unless you're completely content with everything that you bring to the table in a relationship, then it's just not going to work because you're going to be searching for that validation in somebody else. And it doesn't work yeah. when you do that. I so agree with that. Okay, so a little shift again. You are known for your positivity, especially on the internet. That's why your happy hour podcast is called Happy Hour. And I think a lot of people wonder, you know, how do you stay positive when you're down? Or when there are bad days, how do you kind of get yourself out of that rut? Good question. I think I I, I just look back at myself growing up and like throughout life and I'm just like, weirdly optimistic about everything and I feel like it drives some of my friends and family like crazy and they're like oh my gosh this is like something that's bad can you like be upset for a second or whatever like it's gonna be okay or all right like have this way of like if something bad is happening in the moment or embarrassing or whatever like I'm picking up my dog's poop and it's like getting on my hand and it's like oh my god I could be so mad about it but like in an hour I'm literally gonna be laughing about it like telling someone so I might as well just laugh right now I feel like I always do that like something that I could be upset about I'm like just literally laugh about it right now like it's not a big deal um I'm just, I don't know. I'm just optimistic about everything. And it's so funny because my twin sister is like so the opposite. Like we are just opposites. And yeah, she like, I will drive her nuts. Cause I'll be like, oh, this is such a good sign. Lucy, like everything's going great. She's like, no, it's not. <laughs> I just like literally about everything. I'm just optimistic that it's going to be okay. <laughs> I feel like that's how me and Lexi are. I always see the positive side of everything. <laughs> 
And Lexi always has to like harp on the negative. I just get so stressed so easily. And I'm like, no, this is not going okay. And that's okay that it's not going okay. But yeah, I think it's great that you are so optimistic because that's something I just always admit that that is a weakness of mine is that I get very stressed out and then I start to spiral. So I guess that, I mean, just my only tip is to just try to spin the thoughts to a more positive. I do think that things do tend to happen for a reason and there's always a lesson to be learned even if something is not going your way. So I guess my tip would also just be to try to think of it that way if you're not naturally a positive person like Gabby and Gretchen. But I think it's great that you guys are. I wish I was the same way. I just feel like there's a positive to pretty much every single situation. And even if it's such a like negative, terrible situation, like feel all those emotions, get sad about it. But then one, once you're in the right headspace, I feel like you can always really like dissect it and figure out the positives of it. Like for my breakup, for instance, I was like distraught for a couple days. And now I'll admit it's the best thing that's ever happened to me because it's what made me like figure out myself, find out what I really enjoyed as a person. And I feel like every single scenario no matter how terrible and hard it may be I feel like there's always a positive that can come out of it if you choose to see it that way I so agree and it can help when you take time to be like reflective and look back and be like oh in that moment like okay like I hated rowing at BU that was such a negative experience and then I'm like wait a minute that literally taught me so much about who I am as a person or like that breakup that I was so sad about but guess what I didn't really like know who I was anymore and then I like found myself after and like the silver lining of this bad thing was so much better like that it turns into be a good thing you know yeah absolutely that's kind of after my past relationship we like broke up once and then got back together and then we broke up again and I was doing kind of like an advice Q&A on Instagram and everyone was like do you regret getting back together the second time and I'm like not at all like even if it wasn't a great thing and it ended up in a breakup breakup again it's like that taught me so many lessons for myself to learn for like lessons that about a relationship that I'm going to take forever and I feel like you have to live with like no regrets I, I hate such a like cheesy <laughs> saying but I feel like you have to live in that way to really be able to like take every scenario as it is and learn from everything. Mm-hmm. I so agree. Okay, so now our next topic, we want to hear all about Brody. How is he doing? What did you not expect as a new puppy parent? And I guess another question going off of that after you answer that one is Gabby is similar in that she got her dog from an ethical breeder and she received a little bit of hate on the internet. And I guess how did you deal with that? in terms of like wanting to be excited about your new puppy, but also having to deal with your life being on the internet and what people will say about that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was seriously so stressed about that to the point that I was like, I don't even want to like show him at all. I was just so worried because I, I like truly and deeply do care about everyone that's like following me and following along. Like I don't want to offend anyone ever or make them upset with me. And so when I quickly found out, how impossible it is to try to adopt or rescue a golden retriever puppy. Like it just doesn't exist. Like you can't. Um, I was like, oh man, if I get a dog from a breeder, I will literally be canceled forever and cancel culture is like so freaking scary. I'm like, I'm so afraid over here. (laughs) But I feel lucky that I have my platform happy hour on my podcast to talk more like long form. Like I literally spoke for an hour about what I tried to do and like this one point I was so ready I was like oh my gosh I found this golden puppy finally that I can rescue and I almost got scammed it was like this whole thing so I'm like wait it's too good to be true because it's not true and so it ended up being like okay this is like what's best for me and like my boyfriend and what we want like we know we want a golden retriever puppy and he's literally so perfect like 
so worth it and honestly this is probably gonna sound annoying when you're like what's something you didn't expect but like i didn't expect how good he was gonna be because i grew up with two great danes and then now my mom has a golden doodle and i just remember when they were puppies i just feel like they were peeing inside every five seconds and like it was so hard to train them and with brody i just felt like he got it so quick like he is fully potty trained and i feel like i mean i feel lucky because max and i have so much free time and especially during quarantine like we're with him all the time so we can take him out every five minutes and can be really on it with training but like he's such a good puppy and he just sleeps so much and he's like so well behaved I think just who he is as a dog is like good so we got lucky <laughs> I think both of our dogs oh, like trained a... themselves we always say that because we've yeah. had dogs in the past they or we've so seen easy. other people's dogs and I uh, completely agree that I don't know what happened that we just got lucky or what but it is very, very nice when that happens because I see people that I know that get puppies and they're like, I feel like I have a newborn. And I'm like, I swear my dog like trained herself, like potty trained herself, like when to eat, how not to overeat. Like, I don't know. It is just crazy. So I don't think it's stupid. I completely understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I was so afraid for all the responsibility. And I feel like I was trying to like get my boyfriend prepared because he never had a dog. I'm like, I'm telling you, like, this is so much responsibility. Like, you better be ready. And of course, he's like an angel. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that hard. <laughs> I know people, I didn't get like a ton of hate, but I've, of course, got the comments on my video that were like, I, because I explained in my video like why we didn't adopt I was like I want a 10 pound Pomeranian Husky like I'm not just getting a dog to get a dog I'm not gonna find a 10 pound Pomeranian Husky anywhere in adoption shelter like that's not a thing it's a very rare kind of breed and I was like if I was getting a dog just to want like a companion and a dog I would 100% go to an adoption shelter but when you want something specific that like fit, fit our lifestyle the best like I live in an apartment so I couldn't get too big of a dog that it wouldn't have enough room for exercise and everything but that is a very touchy subject on the internet, I feel like, with adoption and... But there are so many ethical breeders and just, like, family breed... Like, their pu- dogs just have puppies, and it's like, what are they going to do with them? They need to go to a home, too, just because they're not technically up for adoption in a shelter. Like I know, and I feel like I felt so guilty for so long, and I made it my mission. I'm like, okay, I literally have time. Like, there's no rush. Like, I'm going to find a golden retriever puppy that I can adopt because I want to do the right thing, and it was so important to me. But then trying for like a year with coming up with nothing was like really frustrating and I really liked what someone told me they said Gretchen just because you're not rescuing or adopting right now doesn't mean you won't in the future and I like love that someone told me that because I'm like wait you're so right like literally at this point I don't even know if I could honestly help a golden retriever that maybe has some issues that I don't even have the experience to deal with because they're in this rescue and they've had like bad owners in the past something like that but then I'm like once I have Brody and like have a golden on my own I feel like I would feel more comfortable helping a dog that maybe does have like special needs that like to be attended to so yeah (laughs) yeah I think that's great absolutely so a lot of people always ask Gabby, especially like, how did you attain growth on social media? And we always say just be authentic and people will, you know, see that. So what are some challenges or some things that you've sort of learned about just being yourself on the internet and I guess growing as a creator and now it's your full-time job? Um, just like, what would you say to somebody that wants to start, but is maybe a little bit too nervous? Yeah. Well, for anyone that ever says to me, I'm thinking about like YouTube or social media, I want to start. What do you think? I always say literally start yesterday, just like do it because 
oh, I just feel like I have friends or like cousins or something. And ever since I had mine, I'd be like, you need to start a YouTube channel. And they're like, nah. And now they're like, oh wait, like I, I wish I did. And I'm like, yeah. And you know, each day that goes on, it's like more and more saturated and people will complain about that. Oh, it's so saturated. Yeah, you're right, it is. But that's why you have to do something that stands out and like sets you apart. And I think I got lucky that I started eight years ago when doing YouTube wasn't a thing yet. Like my best friend from home just showed me YouTube videos and I was like, why are you watching these girls like showing clothes that they get from the mall? That's so weird. And then I was like, wait, now I know what to get from the mall. Like I wanna do this. Mm -hmm. And I was like showing my makeup and the whole thing. So I think I just got lucky that I loved it. And it was like something that I was so passionate about from the beginning that I just always stuck with it. Um, but for now, I'm sure it's that much more difficult to start because you're like, oh my gosh, like there's so many people that do social media are like influencers I'm afraid so it's like you need to just be doing it for you because you want to do it like I always did it for me I literally had like 10 subscribers and I was so happy and I just loved like showing how to wear like purple eyeshadow in ninth grade you know what I mean so I think you need to start with like the right intentions and I mean, it's tough. You can really, I'm thinking about my last podcast episode with one of my good friends, Maggie, and we were talking about losing yourself on social media. And I think growing up in it, like I feel like I had so many big moments of my life sort of on the internet and it can be really scary. And I think there are times, you know, in your life that you change. And I remember coming to college and people being like, you've changed, oh my God, you've changed so much. And I'm like, you know what, you're right. I like, I'm happy I've changed and you shouldn't expect me to stay the same. So it can be difficult, but it's like, you have to keep the people in your life, like your friends, your family, like everything that grounds you, keep them close because you're going to like fly off into the air and like your ego is going to get big and you're going to lose yourself. And so, yeah, I just talked for a while, but no, I that's great. Tips. <laughs> yeah, no, I think those are also great tips. And I know you say you feel like you got lucky because you started so long ago, but I feel like it doesn't like, it's not just because you started that long ago. I feel like you are very much so yourself on social media and that is why you have such a like strong, engaging following. But I've had so many friends that are always like, oh, I want to do this, but like, I don't know, like you're just so good at it. Like, I don't think I could do that. And I'm like, or they'll just be like, well, you could, you just got lucky. Like cheerleading is why you have an audience or whatever it is. But for everyone that's, thinks that there's something stopping you. I feel like there's so many new opportunities coming all the time. Like TikTok is the honest, in my opinion, like the best social media to grow, like the way the algorithm works, like literally anyone, if you're just consistent and you're posting what you love and like other people can relate to it or laugh at it or whatever the case is, like literally anyone can grow on that social media platform. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you want to start, I feel like that's a great way to start is start on TikTok or whatever the case is, because I feel like that's a fun one. I love the way that algorithm is set up for, that literally anyone can see your content. You don't have to be following them specifically. I've heard that. I like so agree with that. I didn't know what TikTok was. And one of my good friends, Arlen, posted a TikTok with me in it. And he was like doing a dance where I was supposed to do something. And I was sitting there like looking at him because I didn't know what was going on. And it like went viral and everyone's like, oh my God, like Gretchen's so innocent. And I'm like, wait, why? This video is so dumb. <laughs> you know, so I agree. I think people blow up so big on TikTok, obviously. So I, yeah, well, for that, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> I was definitely one of those people where I knew that it would never be my full time job. And I wasn't, that's just not my cup of tea as much as I've grown up watching YouTube videos and vlogs literally my whole life. And I love watching them. I always said, you know, nobody wants to see me, you know, make a bowl of oatmeal and go to dental school. And so Gabby was like, well, why don't you just try it? And I randomly like just started vlogging and people are like, wow, love the dental school vlogs. And I'm like, seriously? So no matter what you are doing, there are people out there that want to see it. And 
even if it, you don't want like it doesn't I think the thing that has changed about social media is it doesn't have to be about making money like I am not making money on YouTube. I don't plan to make money on YouTube anytime soon, but I enjoy filming and making videos and editing them and putting them up and, you know, responding to comments. And it's more for me to look back on those memories too, but it's also just a fun way to have another way to show my personality, I guess, to anybody that follows me on Instagram or things like that. So you never know. I mean, I'm always the kind of person that just loves watching people's daily life. Like I'm nosy. I like watching just vlogs and feeling like I'm hanging out with someone. So I think that that's something that people tend to forget is you don't have to go viral overnight and start making millions of dollars. Like if it's something you want to do, just do it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I feel like we've covered literally everything from college to relationships to dogs to now social media but we want to end the episode with just a bunch of fun rapid fire questions um whenever we have like when we first started we had like our mom on and then we had our boyfriends on just things like that so we're just gonna go back and forth and ask just a bunch of random questions hopefully we don't put you on the spot but first question if you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life what would it be um cinnamon buns (laughs) (laughs) what is your favorite shape of noodle Uh, this is one of the most important questions to me rigatoni like a cylinder cylinder? yeah that's a good one it's a good one okay (laughs) if you could spend 24 hours in a jail cell with any celebrity who would you want to spend 24 hours with uh why a jail cell well i just figured it's like 24 hours i figured it's like a confined space where you have nothing to do but talk to them i don't know i think blake lively i just love her that Mm. is always our answer too that is so funny going off of that question if you had to pick a famous actress to play you if it was like a movie about your life who would you pick to play you oh my gosh blake lively (laughs) that's who yeah that's who i always girl at the airport one time I was checking and she's like, oh my God, you look just like someone like, I don't know who it is. And then she's like, you look just like Blake Lively. And I'm like, you literally just made my whole life that you said that to me. The best compliment like ever. More often than that, I get Kate Hudson, but people always say it Blake Lively and it like makes my life whenever they say it. See, I'm at the airport and I get, are you sure you're not 12? <laughs> like over, always. That's the question I get. I don't look like anyone. They just think I'm lying about my age. Always. Where's your parent? Where's your guardian, sweetie? <laughs> Are you an unaccompanied minor? The one time, he was like, "All right, children, you can go through this metal detector." And he's like looking at me and like waving me, and I'm like, "Me? I'm like, I'm 21." <laughs> it was literally last year, and he's like, "Children under 12," and I'm like, "I can legally drink." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, if you could own a second home anywhere in the world, where would you want that to be? Hawaii. I've never been, but that sounds fabulous. I, I want to go so bad. Magical. <laughs> All right. Um, what's your favorite movie? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of it, but it was on Netflix. Oh my gosh. I need to like tell you guys. I feel like I've heard you say this in a different interview or like podcast or video, and now I can't think of it either. But I did watch it after you said I needed to, and it was stuck in love. Stuck in love. I can't believe I forget. Stuck in love. It's so good. Like I feel like most movies I can't watch more than once, but I could watch this movie like a hundred times. I just love it. It's so good. Gabby, you would like that movie because it does have like deep sad parts too. Gabby likes movies like that, but it is good I don't know because I'm such a happy person but like my favorite type of music and my favorite type of movies are sad movies and like sad music yeah like I feel like you leave the movie like you learn something or like bring something with you I'm like wow that was like so meaningful (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. All right. That was, oh, that was mine. Yeah. yeah. You're okay. Like last you. one from me. If you could have a private concert with just you and your close friends and family with any artist in the world, who would you want it to be with? Luke Bryan. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> we saw Luke Bryan like well before he was like famous and I wish I appreciated it more. He was like opening for Rascal Flats mm-hmm. or somebody and we were just like, oh, you know, we're going to this concert. And I think he blew up like right after that. And I wish we appreciated that more because paid attention more because I feel like we saw him so long ago that now I want to see him again in concert because I feel like it would yeah. be really fun. I've seen him twice and I just like love his concerts. They're so fun. <laughs> All right, we'll end it on a meaningful note. So what's either your favorite quote or like your favorite piece of advice that you want everyone that's listening to hear and take with them? Oh, it sounds so cliche, but I feel like I do say it a lot. And I really, I think we even said it earlier in this episode, but that everything happens for a reason. And sometimes if we're getting really deep over here, people know that I lost my dad last year. And so sometimes really bad things happen in your life and you're like, okay, well, this didn't happen for any reason. Like what could be the reason for this? And so sometimes things happen that are really hard and you're like, like what's the reason so then what you can take with that is like silver linings and so for that for me I'm like I feel so lucky that I can like just speak from my heart and be really emotional and like honest and open on social media and like knowing that I help so many people that have lost a parent or lost whoever close to them in their life like that means so much to me and if I meet people in person we literally will like cry together and hug and like you know it's just so special so I'm like I'm so lucky that I can help people through really hard times in their life and yeah I'm going on a tangent but I really do think that a lot of things happen for a reason and that your life is sort of you know, like there's a plan, like you also, it is what you make of it and you have to like work for what you want. But I think things can come together. And if like, you know, when you're with a partner, it can feel really easy and natural. And you're like, okay, maybe we're like soulmates. Maybe this is meant to happen. So I like feeling that way, you know, having faith that things happen for a reason, it kind of makes everything a lot easier and is comforting mm-hmm. to hear that. Yeah, I do. I I want to applaud you also just on that note for being so real and raw on the internet and talking about the Mm -hmm. struggles and everything with your dad, because I will say not to get everything super deep at the end here, but Gabby and I had never, I mean, we're very grateful, but we had never experienced any sort of loss before. And Mm -hmm. a couple months ago, our grandma got sick and passed away. And it was the first grandparent that we lost, the first person close to us. And there are many, many times where we both referred to something that you said or something that you have done in a video and things like that. So I just want to say thank you as a follower also because it is it does not go unnoticed and it is very, very helpful. So I applaud you for being so raw and real on the internet. And yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. So why don't you give everybody, you know, your social media, your YouTube channel is Gretchen Garrity as well as your Instagram, but just sort of where they can find you, where your podcast is found, things like that. Yeah. So I think my podcast is like everywhere you can hear it. Maybe not. I know the main ones are just Spotify and um, Apple podcasts, like little app on your phone. So that's just happy hour podcast. I think the Instagram for that, in case you care, is like happy HR podcast. And then my Instagram and my YouTube are just my name. That's where you can find me. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And I highly suggest that all of you go check her out. Like I said, her content is very, very inspirational, real, and just comforting to, you know, consume. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I feel like we covered a lot of ground and a lot of things that people wanted to learn or hear. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for coming. We we had a blast. 
thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) And good luck with the move and just getting settled in and Brody and everything like that. I'm excited to see, you know, how everything flourishes in Pennsylvania for you. Yeah, the content is coming. (laughs) (laughs) I seriously feel like we touched on so many amazing topics and it's just another college experience, another look on relationships, another different like perspective on life so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and i hope you guys also check out gretchen on all of her social media yeah we had a lot of fun recording this and i think that gretchen fits in perfectly with our audience so we hope you guys took something away from the episode and before we finish i do want to read a review so this review comes from mary and it says a little bit of everything five stars thank you so much This podcast is so honest and very helpful. Whether it's advice or funny stories, there's a little bit of everything. I have to be honest, I found the podcast through Gabby's Instagram and I followed her because of cheer, but as soon as I listened to the podcast, I loved it. It's not too serious, but still gives good advice and it's so positive. A little bit of everything and that is why I love it. So thank you so much for that review. Thank you so much. We love your reviews and they help us out so much. So you can leave a review on the Apple Podcast app or whenever you're listening, if you want to screenshot it, put on your Instagram story. We would love to repost it. So make sure you're following our personal Instagrams and also the podcast Instagram at chicken noodle underscore scoop and just hit us up. Yeah. So we think that this episode is already pretty long, so we're going to finish it off and we just want to say thank you guys for listening and supporting and we'll catch you next episode. So this was another episode of chicken Chicken noodle Noodle scoop. Scoop. See you later. See ya.